You know, uh, somewhere around Easter, it might have been Easter Sunday, I couldn't remember exactly, but we did a survey. We asked you to tell us uh, what are some topics or subjects that you would like to have uh, hear a sermon on. And so we just kind of just put that on the shelf and just talk, just thinking about it. So we're going to do a series called You Asked For It. And, uh, and you know, uh, one of the, the top the top subject that everybody wanted to hear talked about was how to deal with difficult people. Listen, if you marry, look straight forward right now. If you're children in here, just keep looking straight forward, all right? How to deal with difficult people. I wonder why that is. Well, maybe it's because there's a lot of difficult people in the world that we got to deal with. Can I get an Amen. You know, listen, dealing with difficult people is nothing new because the scripture talks about it. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 in verse 23, Paul said, Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with. There it is. Patient with difficult people. Dealing with difficult people was such an issue, even in biblical times, that the Apostle Paul took the time to tell Timothy, hey, Timothy, be patient. Since the beginning of time, we've been dealing with difficult people. Amen? Now, why are there so many difficult people in our world? Well, I think there's several reasons, but I just want to give you a few this morning. Now, why, why, do, why, why do you need to know why there's difficult people in the world? Shouldn't we just know, I just want to know how to deal with them. I don't know why they're difficult. I don't want to know what's their issue. I just want to know how to deal with their issue. Well, here's the reason why. The Bible says in Proverbs 3.13, Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. And I believe this, the more I understand what is at the root of people's difficult behavior, the wiser I can become, and the better equipped I am with dealing with difficult people. Does that make sense? I really believe that knowing why people are difficult empowers me to handle difficult people. But you know what else? Knowing why people are difficult helps me to know if I am one of those difficult people. You know, as I was approaching this subject this morning and writing a sermon, I thought, well, I'm going to talk about how to deal with difficult people. And it just occurred upon me that some of us here are the difficult people. But we don't know it. Right? Say amen. And so I thought, well, let's talk about it for a minute. Is that all right? And so four main reasons why people are difficult. Number one is pride. Pride makes people difficult to deal with. They think they just are better than everybody else. They look down on everybody. They talk to people rude in a condescending way. They always know better than everybody. And they're always getting into fights with people. Proverbs 13.10 says, Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Pride leads to conflict. Pride, prideful people are always getting into spats with people. They can't admit they're wrong. They think they're better than everybody else. Their opinion is the only one that matters. Almost every difficult person you will ever deal with in life usually has an issue with pride or arrogance. Trying to get along with a prideful person is like trying to hug a porcupine. You'll get pricked 
somewhere down the road. Sooner or later, you know, it's, it, that, that, what, are, what do you call those things? Those, what is it? Quills. You get stuck with a quill, right? So how do you know if you're a prideful, uh, one of those prideful people, which means you're difficult to deal with? Are you constantly getting in fights with people? Because that's what happens. Pride leads to conflict. And so, you know, one of the ways that, you know, one of the ways that you know whether you're, you're, you're struggling in that area is that if you're constantly getting in fight. I mean, everybody has difficult people to deal with, so you're going to get tangled with some people. But listen, when you get tangled with people everywhere you go, my friends, we're the problem. Come on, can I get a better amen? A second reason people are difficult is selfishness. Most people become difficult to deal with because they're only thinking about themselves and nobody else. You know, they're living in their own world. In fact, James dealt with this whenever he says in James 4, 1, he says, where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come out, they come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep in, uh, fight for it deep inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. What is he saying? James is saying another clue that we're difficult to get along with is that we're selfish. One of the reasons why there's Difficult people around where you live is because of selfishness. Selfishness gives people unreasonable, uh, makes people unreasonable and hard to get along with because they always have to have it their own way. That's the, that's the root of it. They have to have it their way. Their focus is always on themselves instead of others. And trying to get along with a selfish person is like swimming with piranhas. I'm just giving you some word pictures here. You're going to get bit over and over again, right? So how do you know if you're one of those difficult people? Well, ask yourself, is my focus always on myself? And am I demanding my way? That's a good indication. If you're selfish and demanding, you might be one of those. And the third reason people are difficult is because of hard hearts. And uh, the hardness of our hearts produces relational problems and makes us difficult to deal with. Listen, hard-hearted people are hard on people and are hard to deal with. Jesus addressed this issue with, when he was talking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees asked him why Moses allowed divorce. And he said in Matthew 19, 8, because of your hardness of heart. Moses permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it, was, it has not been this way. And so divorce was never God's intent, but caused by the condition of the hardness of heart. Hard-hearted people are difficult and maybe impossible to get along with because they don't have any compassion or mercy or forgiveness. They're emotionally hardened and closed off to others. They're rigid. They're unyielding. They're stubborn. They're offensive. They have a harsh attitude. They're critical, fault-finding. They're judgmental. That's all symptoms of a hard heart. Trying to get along with a hard-hearted person. It's like trying to build a relationship with a rock. You like that? You like those pictures? 
So we're talking about porcupines, we're talking about piranhas, and talking about rocks. You can hug a rock, but it ain't going nowhere, right? How do you know if you're a difficult person to get along with? Well, if you're harsh, critical, opinionated, rigid, lacking in compassion, unyielding, stubborn, unmerciful, lacking in forgiveness and kindness, that's a good indication. You're hard. Don't look. Don't look on the side. The fourth reason people are difficult is because of sin. Straight up willful sin will make people very difficult to deal with. Galatians 5.19 says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual morality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, and division. Obviously, one of the main results of people living, uh, being difficult to deal with is because of living under willful sin. And you could tell by this passage of Scripture that it always results in relational conflicts. You look at the list, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division. When a person is living in willful sin, they will be very difficult to get along with. And you know the crazy thing about it? It's kind of like the pride issue. We're the last ones to know about it. It's whenever you're difficult to deal with, you're the last one to admit it. Everybody else is like, ooh, man. Ooh. Oh, my Lord. But trying to get along with someone in willful sin is like trying to corner a bear with cubs. There you go. There's another word picture. You're likely to get your eyes plucked out. Hey, by the way, oh. <laughs> Penelope's been playing with dinosaurs and she does the, ah, the dinosaur. But Proverbs seventeen twelve says, better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool in his folly. How do you know if you're, if you're a difficult person to get along with? Are you living under willful control and the bondage of sin? If you are, you're going to be hard to deal with. Without doubt, you're going to be difficult to deal with. Now, why are we trying, why are we talking about this? Let me remind you, what we're trying to say is the reason why we need to know why people become difficult to deal with is because the more I understand what is at the root of people's difficult behavior, the wiser I become. And the better equipped I am, I am in dealing with difficult people. For example, if I go somewhere in public and I'm, I'm getting tended to by somebody that's like a, a waitress or a, or a cashier and they're harsh and they're hard and they're difficult and they're cutting, I immediately think, I wonder what that person has been through. There's something operating in their life to make them more very difficult to deal with. And it helps me to have a little bit more compassion. Come on, are y'all with me out there? So we need to know the root because it helps us, but it also helps us become better equipped to know if I'm a difficult person to deal with and to change my behavior. Amen? The more I understand, the more empowerment I have. And so the obvious question is, how am I going to deal with difficult people in my life? That's why I'm here this morning anyway, because there's more people around me than inside. I mean, I'm telling you, there's 
Everywhere you go, though, isn't it true? It's just like, man, you you know, in workplace, in school, in the neighborhood, in church, I mean, there's a man, right? And so I want to give you three reminders. Three reminders when dealing with difficult people to help us. And I also want to give you four responses, biblical responses. So let's talk about the reminders. Second Peter 1, 13, uh, Peter said, I consider it right as long as I am in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by way of reminder. Some of the stuff we already know, we just need to be reminded. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Love never fails. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Remember that difficult people can make you a better person. 2 Timothy 2.23, this is what he said. Again, I say to you, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments and only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Now, he lists several things here. How can a, how can a difficult person teach me? Well, according to Paul, dealing with difficult people can help you get better at not quarreling with people. He says, don't quarrel. Don't get in senseless fights. You know, and it usually says, I, I said it's white. It's not white. It was blue. No, it was white. Well, uh, you don't even know. You don't even, you're colorblind. You don't even know. And there he goes, right? It's not easy. Uh, it's easy not to quarrel when everybody treats us well. But what happens when you come face to face with a difficult person? Right? Dealing with difficult people can help you learn how to be kind to everyone, not just be kind to those who are kind to you. And, and he says in the verse there, he said, listen, you must be kind to some people. No, no, no. You, you mean to tell me that I need to be kind to somebody that's rude? Yes. I know it's crazy, but that's what he's saying, yeah. And so dealing with difficult people can help you get better at teaching people. See, whether we realize it or not, people are always watching how we treat people and deal with people. Right? And so the question is, what are we going to teach people around this? What are we teaching them? How to be ugly and obnoxious? Obnoxious? Are we rude and difficult? Are we teaching them how to be kind, even to those that are difficult? Wow, whenever you're parenting this, you come face to face. Whenever you start seeing your children acting just like you. It's like the Lord will hold up a mirror to you through your children. And you're like, oh, my Lord. Don't act like that. And your conscience is like, you mean act like you? Dealing with difficult people can help you get better at being patient with people. That's why Paul told Timothy, Timothy, you're in ministry. You're going to deal with difficult people. When you deal with people, you're going to deal with difficult people because there's a lot of them, but you've got to learn to be patient with them. His instructions to Timothy is not just to Timothy, but it's to every one of us. How do you get better at being patient with difficult people? You have to get more experiences with difficult people. I hate to tell you that. But Paul told Timothy, you got to learn. you got to learn. And I remember after I got saved, uh, you know, I was a heathen big time, and then I got saved. 
And I was radically transformed. And so all my coworkers like, what's up with you? You know, what's, you know, it's like, come on, dude. You know, they, they were just really trying to, uh, to provoke me. And so, man, going to work every day began to be a battle not to get, not to lose my, my cool. Not to get angry. Not to retaliate. Not to, not to blow my cover. You know, blow my, you know, in fact, one guy told me one day he was provoking me and, and I responded in an ungodly way. And, and he said, Hey, you're a Christian, right? I said, Yes, I am. He said, Well, doesn't the Bible say you're supposed to turn the other cheek? It's like he's using the scripture on me. You know, it's just like, man, amen. So that's number point number one. Remember that you can grow when you deal with difficult people. Number two, remember that dealing with difficult people helps expose hidden issues in our own hearts. Have you ever heard the saying, what's in the well was going to come out? And so listen, dealing with difficult people has a way of surfacing things in your life that you didn't know was there. Remember when Peter uh, was with Jesus and they were coming to arrest him, to crucify him? And uh, Peter quickly, he pulled out his sword and he cut one of the soldier's ears off. I mean, and so Jesus took his ear and put it back on and healed it. I'm just thinking what Peter must have thought. Oh my goodness, you know. And so Luke 22 and verse 49, when the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought the swords. And one of them struck at the high priest's uh, slaves, slashing off his right ear. Now we know it's Peter because other in the other gospels it says it was Peter. Verse 51, but Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and he healed him. Now, notice the contrast of the two responses. You know, the other guys, when dealing with that difficult soldier, they, the other guys thought about it and they asked Jesus, should we fight? Should we pull out our sword? But Peter didn't ask. He just responded. He didn't want to know whether Jesus wanted him to take this guy on. He just pulled out his sword and slashed. So listen, let's take the focus off the difficult person for just a moment. And let's focus on how we respond to difficult people in our life. The question is, are we, are we responding in a healthy and a godly way when dealing with difficult people? Obviously, Peter's response wasn't what Jesus wanted. Dealing with difficult people helps expose hidden junk in our own heart that the Lord wants us to deal with. Does that make sense? Number three, remember that difficult people remind us we can't win the battle alone. We have to consider the spiritual element of the battles that we're in. We don't want to blame everything on the devil, but listen. Many relational problems we experience is not with the people themselves, but with the spiritual influence of evil influencing them. We can't win the battle alone. We need God's help. Amen? And that's what Paul told, uh, Paul told, mentioned in Ephesians 6. He said, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. What is he saying? Paul tells us the, and reminds us of the fact that our battle is not with people, but with demonic spiritual influences. Are you with me? The devil loves conflict. He loves conflict. He loves people getting in a good, oh, juicy fight. 
He claps. He rejoices. He shouts. He celebrates. Anytime he can get anybody fighting with each other. You know, just recently they sang that Russia put a bunch of stuff on Facebook trying to cause America to fight with each other. It's like, wow. Russia understands the principle of the weakness of disunity. And, he, and they're just trying to get us to just self-destruct by causing disunity. And so we need to remember that we have an adversary. Amen. And so we need to learn to fight our relational battles through the power of prayer. Amen. And so, you know, the Bible does say, for the weapons of our warfare, are they not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Amen. I remember, you know, when I tell, you know, it's been a long time since I worked in the all field, so I have limited stories in the all field now because it's been 27 years since I worked there, right? But I remember, you know, uh, working in the all field, and I had a supervisor that, in my opinion, was very difficult to deal with. And so, you know, and man, it's just like, you know, he had it out for me. And I just come from another company, a competitor of the other company. And so I was, I was on the blacklist already. You know, it's like, what are you, what are you coming over here? You trader, you know? And so every day when I'd go into office, I'd go to work, this guy would challenge me and he was verbally and emotionally abusing me. He would make fun of me in the front of the others. And he would, he would talk to me like I was a child. And, and I was, it was so humiliating and degrading. And, and man, I, it, was, it was so hard. And then one day I was just crying out to God for my own benefits. Say, Lord, I don't know what, I'm ready to quit, but I don't want to get out of your will. What do I do? And the Lord said, well, maybe you should pray about it. Maybe you should start praying for him. And so, and the Lord just began to kind of open up my understanding a little bit and said, Todd, you know, I know that you're looking at a face, but there's a lot of spiritual activity there that's going on that you need to consider while you're going to work. And so I just begin to pray every day on my way to work. Before I went to work, I begin to pray for him. I begin to bind and to loose and to declare victory. And I declare the power of God over him. And I'm telling you, things began to change. And the first thing that began to change was me and my attitude towards him. Amen. Because I wasn't doing what I'm telling you you should do. But the second thing that changed was him. And all of a sudden, he began to soften. And in fact, it got so good that he began to open up and tell me what was going on in his life. And I got a chance to minister to him. Never got a chance to see him saved while I was there. But a few years later, we had a, we had a, a, a drama production here and he was in line right here at church to go through the, through the heaven's gates and hell's flames or whatever it was. And I'm telling you, he said, man, I'm serving the Lord now. And I was so grateful. That I didn't just, you know, roll up my sleeves. Amen. I'm glad I didn't go MMA on it. Right? We need to learn to be aggressive in prayer. Right? Come on, y'all receiving this today? Now, let me give you some biblical responses to dealing with difficult people. How do you respond? The reality is they're there. What do I do? What do I do? I can't shoot them. So what do I do? You know, I can't knock their block off because you say that's not the right response. What do I do? 
Well, let me just give you a couple of suggestions and then we'll be done. First, realize you cannot please everybody. Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If possible, live at peace with everyone. But sometimes it's not possible. That's why he said, if possible. Listen, some people can't get along with themselves, so there's no way they're going to get along with you. And so, but that doesn't get us off the hook. Because we still need to try to get along with people, right? We need to do everything we can to try to get along with people. And at the same time, realize it doesn't matter what you do. Listen, they'll never be happy. They'll never be easy to get along with until something happens in their heart. Amen? So don't beat yourself up because you can't ever. I told you a good story, but they don't all turn out good like that. It doesn't always like, it's not always a good ending. I chose one with a good ending because it fit warfare, right? But come on, I could tell you some other stories that it didn't end right. And there's, there's still problems there, right? Now, I don't know, you know, like, you might have like, you know, the leave it to beaver family and everybody gets alone, but most of us, we got at least one person in our family. And of course, it's not us. Of course, it's not us. It's other people, right? But I believe the Lord plants difficult people in church. I knew that would go over like a lead balloon. To help us to grow. To help us become more godly. Amen. So realize you cannot please everybody. Number two, always try to respond in a godly way. Look at this verse. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Never pay back evil with more evil. You know what's our natural response? You hit me. And what we say? You took a shot at me, I'll... Don't repay evil for evil. Don't be ugly because somebody else is ugly. What it means is, listen, don't say something critical because they said something critical. Our goal is to be honorable and to be a good example. See, that's why, you know, whenever somebody's ugly with us and we come back and we're ugly, see, what we need to, we, what we need to really deal with is why we came back in an ugly way and realize, man, I, I, I got some work to do here. Right? Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A gentle answer can end an argument. A harsh word can make it go to the next level. Right? And number three, never retaliate when you're wrong or mistreated. Never retaliate. Romans 12.19 says, Dear friends, Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Now, let me just stop just a moment to say, that doesn't mean, you know, you put fire, I'm going to burn you. I'm going to put fire on your head. It means when you bless them, even when they don't deserve it, they're going to be convicted about the way that they act. That's what it means. 
Verse 21 says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil. How do you conquer evil? By doing good. Paul says, don't try to avenge yourself. Oh, you want to play? We'll play. That's, that's that avenge it spirit. Know that you are a child of God and he loves you. And because he loves you, he knows exactly where you're going through and what you're dealing with. And he won't permit anything to be done to you that he won't turn around for his advantage. Amen. We heard about that last week with Pastor Philip from, from uh, Brazil. Never take the place of revenge. Leave that to the Lord. How many of you know the Lord knows how to deal with people better than we know how, right? And so remember when Jesus reviled, he would, he never reviled back in return. He didn't punch back. He just, he just, you know, Brother Francis used to teach that, you know, uh, I forgot what, how he, he called it, but basically, you know, you got to turn the other cheek. Don't, don't, don't be, don't be a feisty and fight back. And so Jesus never returned blow for blow and he wants us to do the same thing. Amen. I was just thinking about Brother Francis' year story. Brother Francis told me a story. He's been retired for like 20-something years now, but he worked in the post office for many years. And whenever he became a Christian, he would go to work, and they had guys that would make fun of him because he was a Christian. And they would say, oh, here comes the holy roller. He, oh, he, here comes the, the one that saw the light. Here he comes. Oh, let's see what he got to preach today. And they're just messing with him like that. And he would just, you know, you know he would just try to take it on the chin as best as he could. But he didn't, he didn't get pulled in. He just let the Lord deal with it. And one day he's going to the water fountain. Here comes the two main culprits. And they coming and he's waiting for it. He's bracing himself. And he, one starts in, the other says, Hey, leave me out of this, man. He's like, well, what? what, you saw the light too? But he said, no, I had a dream. And I don't want any more part of that. Now, Brother Francis never got a chance to find out what that dream was like. I said, you should ask. You should ask. <laughs> but how many of you know the Lord knows how to fight our battles? Amen. He knows how to fight our battles. So just turn it over to the Lord, man, and just let that difficult person help you be a better person. Amen. Let the Lord deal with those circumstances. And man, does he know how to deal with it. Amen. And then finally, um, um, Always forgive. You know, the thing about dealing with difficult people is, man, they cut you. You got a choice. When you got ugly people, rude people, what are you going to do? And of everything we talked about, this might, this might be the, the, the real key to dealing with difficult people. Know that it's sin. Know that it's the enemy. Know that you're not dealing with a person. You're dealing with, with in a spiritual realm and choose to forgive. Colossians 3.13 says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Come on, there's a lot right there in that verse. Make allowance for each other's faults. In other words, give room for people to have issues. Amen? And here's the reason why we should give room for people to have issues. Because we have issues. I know we don't think we do, but listen, we 
have issues. Ask your spouse. Ask your children. They'll tell you, right? Ask your coworkers. How many of you know we all have issues, right? And so listen, you know what? Listen, the Lord forgives us with our issues. The Lord forgives us. How many times have we hurt the Lord? How many times have we offended the Lord? How many times have we been a difficult son or daughter to the Lord? Oh, my goodness. He's a good daddy. That's all I can say. He's a good daddy. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Isn't it, isn't God good, y'all? Isn't he good? Aren't you glad you're serving a forgiving and a merciful and a kind and a, and a compassionate God? Amen. Aren't you glad? Amen. He said, now listen, just like I'm treating you, you go treat other people like that. Even difficult people. Amen. And remember, the Lord forgave you. So that should empower you to forgive them. Amen. Come on, y'all ready? Y'all ready to go deal with difficult people? <laughs> Say, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not in a hurry to do that. But you know what? Whether we are or not, ready or not, here it comes, baby. Right? So would you do me a favor? Let's stand together. See, I, I, I'm starting to, I started to ask the question, how many of you are dealing with difficult people? <laughs> and then I answered the question myself, everybody. Everybody's dealing with difficult, right? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness today? Everybody's dealing with difficult people, amen. I'm thinking the most difficult person I have to deal with is me. <laughs> what about you? I mean, it's like, you know, so if I could spank the person responsible for most of my problems, I wouldn't sit down for a week, right? You know, I'd be kicking myself forever, right? Well, come on, how about we just give it over to the Lord? You know, listen, difficult people can be the culprits of stealing your joy. You're creating so much stress in your life. And folks, as long as we're on this planet, we're going to have to deal with difficult people. We're never going to, we're never going to be home free. We're always going to deal with it. But how, how about we just choose today to just respond correctly? Can we do that? But listen, if the Lord is just placing somebody on your heart right now, that you're thinking, man, the whole time you were talking, I had a face in mind. How about we just take a moment right now to just pray for them? How about we just ask God? You know, the Bible says pray for your enemies. Pray for those that even despitefully use you. How about we just pray for them? Can we just pray for them right now? Come on, I believe the Lord is just going to honor your choice and your decision today. You know, to pray for Him is also meaning, I'm going to forgive Him. Come on, let's forgive the difficult people in our life. Come on, let's forgive those. Listen, there's no doubt some of us in this room have suffered great pain because of difficult people and maybe be in under tremendous pressure right now. But come on, the Lord, the Lord that you serve loves you and He knows everything that's going on. When the children of Israel cried out to Him when they were getting oppressed, He, he raised up a deliverer. I know the Lord will deliver you. Let's pray. Father, we pray right now. Lord, as we release the difficult people in our life, we pray for them right now. We pray Your grace over them. We pray Your blessing over them. We pray Your touch over them right now. Thank You, Lord God. Thank 
Thank you, Lord. We forgive them. Come on, just forgive them. Lord, I forgive them, Lord. I release them from my heart. I don't want to hold a grudge. I don't want to hold bitterness or unforgiveness. Lord, I release it, Father. I release it, Lord. Even though they don't deserve it, even though I don't want to, Lord, I choose to do the, the honorable thing. I choose to do the godly thing. Lord, you've been so merciful to me. You've been so kind to me. And Lord, I'm grateful for that. And Lord, I want to extend what you've extended to me onto others. But Lord, I need your help today. Thank you, Lord, for the grace of God that is over this place right now. Lord, thank you, Father. Come on, just do business with God. Open up your heart. Come on, open up your heart. Maybe your heart is hard. Come on, just tell the Lord. Lord, soften my heart today. Lord, I want it to be softened. Lord Jesus, you can give me a new heart today. And I ask you to do it right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now listen, before you can go, before you can forgive others, you got to first receive what you give. And if you've never received forgiveness, if you've never given your heart and your life to Jesus, you've never asked him to forgive you for your sins, and you need to do that today, I want to pray for you. Just lift your hand for just a moment so I can see. So I want to pray for you today because this could be the beginning right here. I see your hand. Anybody else, just raise it high so I can see it. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. Anybody else? Come on. This is so, this is the key to having the grace of God. Sir, I see your hand. Anybody else? Come on. Let's all pray together. Ma'am, I see your hand right back here. Let's pray this prayer. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, for shedding your blood so my sins could be forgiven. Lord, I know that I've been a difficult person. But Lord, I'm asking you to forgive me and forgive my sins. Wash my heart. Fill me with your spirit and help me to be the Christian that you desire for me to be. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me in your family. In Jesus' name, I pray. I pray, amen. Now, if you if you pray that prayer from your heart, the Lord is going to respond to that prayer. Amen. There's a card in the pew with a green bar that said, I made a decision. If you'll take the time to just fill that out, bring it to the info center up here. We have a gift for you, a Bible for you if you need it. Just some tools to help you get started. Amen. Come on. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to go? Come on. Help us, Jesus. Come on. Say that with me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Father, I pray the grace and the favor of God over the people of God today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.